mound during his uh, career. But, hey, um, that's the process we have. That's what we've got to live with. Sports Grid News Update. We await word this morning on potential suspensions from that ugly brawl at the end of the Kansas-Kansas State game. Kansas won 81-60, but not without some big, big problems at the end. Kansas with a late block, a taunting technical foul, and then a brawl breaks out in a seated section of fans along the baseline. Major League Baseball announced their 2020 Hall of Fame class. Larry Walker gets in by the skin of his teeth, just above the 75% needed to get in. Derek Jeter won vote shy of being a unanimous election into the hall will see their speeches over the summer. And in the NBA, we await official word on Dwight Powell, but Shams Charania of The Athletic reported late on Tuesday night, it is believed he suffered a season-ending torn right Achilles tendon in that game against the Clippers. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. Stay tuned at the top of every hour for your latest news updates. The Sports Grid Network. Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Well, first is family. I mean, they're the ones that have been around for, for you know, obviously, uh, my entire career, but just starting from my dream of playing professional baseball when I was four or five years old. So you think about the family. You think about uh, the Steinbrenner family. Uh, get the opportunity to, to live out my dream of playing for the New York Yankees and not only playing for them, but having the opportunity to play 20 years at the major league level with this organization. Um, so you thank the entire Steinbrenner family, the fans of New York. I mean, they're the ones that challenged me. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The greatest fans in the world. And, uh, you know, they're the ones that, that pushed me day in and day out. I mean, the list goes on and on about the people that I can thank. But I guess I got to save something to say during the speech, right? <laughs> <laughs> Derek Jeter, the captain. Yes, it is. Uh, it is official. He is in. Cooperstown. He's headed to the Hall of Fame, and uh, and rightfully so, as he will join uh, another great Major League Baseball player that uh, seemed to take forever, Larry Walker, uh, along with Ted Simmons, all and Marvin Miller. Those four will be headed to uh, Cooperstown, and they will be inducted in what should be a uh, a loaded Yankee ceremony there uh, at uh, at Cooperstown. Uh, coming up a little bit later this year, and uh, it was an exciting time. It wasn't a matter of if, and hell, it wasn't even a matter of when. It was just simply a matter of how many votes was he going to get. And any time you're talking about, will he get all the votes? Will he not get all the votes? And you're not questioning whether or not he, in fact, is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame um, it, it kind of makes everything else seem a little bit silly, but because when you're asking the baseball writers, uh, the baseball writers association of America to do what is logical, um, I want you to think about this. There was, uh, there was a writer who had a ballot that voted for JJ putts, uh, to enter the hall of fame. Just want you to keep that in mind as we move along here this morning. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is uh, Dane Martinez, but uh, make no mistake about it. Mariana Rivera last year, even though he got uh, the first one to get all hundred percent Derek Jeter this year, only missed one vote. Uh, two of the greatest and on many people's lists, uh, right at the top, uh, Jeter and uh, Rivera will live in Yankee lore, much like Garrigan and Ruth and uh, and the list before them. 
Uh, in 50 years, Dane, they'll look back on Rivera and Jeter, and uh, they won't remember the votes at uh, Cooperstown, but they'll remember two of the all-time greatest to ever uh, wear the pinstripes, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, degenerates out there as well to make it rain. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. I, uh, you know, this was Jeter induction day. The only day, only question was, would it be unanimous? It turns out he's one vote shy. I think it's Chicago Barstool Sports. And when you talk about like one person gave a vote to JJ Puts, like Barstool Sports Chicago apparently has a vote. You know what I mean? So that's that. That'll say all you need to say right there. Yeah, somebody voted for JJ Puts. Somebody voted for Brad Penny. Somebody voted for Adam Dunn and Raul Ibanez, but they will not be on the ballot anymore. I think. Also, with Larry Walker, one of the things I heard uh, yesterday, I think it's important on a couple of levels. One, he's like one of the only Canadians to be in the Hall of Fame, him and Ferguson Jenkins, I think. And a lot of testimonials are coming out about other Canadian baseball players, Ryan Dempster and others, saying that they would have never even tried to play baseball if it wasn't for Larry Walker. Okay, so, you know, not only what he did on the field, but the idea of the model he set and the path of potential for an entire nation. You know, we used to say, like, Kawhi, the whole country is cheering for Kawhi Leonard. The whole country of Canada was really inspired by Larry Walker. I remember his arm more than anything. And I think this sort of cracks the facade of Coors Field a little bit, Joe. You know, like, I think this is great for a guy like Todd Helton Uh, down the road, Nolan Arenado, potentially, because it was he was a Hall of Famer. And it wasn't just because of, oh, inflated numbers at Coors Field. If you ask anybody in the game, was he one of the best players in the game? The answer is unequivocally yes for Larry Walker. So I'm glad that he got in, although it took all 10 years. But for Derek Jeter, obviously, we tip our cap. Do you think we'll ever have like a Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony, Joe? Where, like, Jay-Z and Barack Obama will literally probably be there? Let's hope not. Um, let's well, just, just uh, say, but yeah. that's what Jeter yeah. is, right? He transcends yeah. the sport to that level. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's keep some things just about uh, what happens on the field. And uh, that's yeah. what Cooperstown is supposed to be. It's supposed to be uh, tell the story of the game of baseball. And uh, yet it, uh, it it tells a story and, and prevents people from getting in from everything that has nothing to do with uh, with baseball. It's amazing to me. His value as ambassador to the sport has to be. Valid. Yeah, but I mean, he's not in Cooperstown because he's an ambassador. He's, he's, he's in Cooperstown because he played 20 years. He's got oh, five yeah. rings. He was the most clutch player in the history of the game. Rivera, too transcending ambassador to a lot of people, Mary, everybody wanted to be Mariana Rivera, one pitch, but you know, a lot of people can't, but again, it's, you have to be able to produce. And even if you do produce, unfortunately, the lesson we're learning here is that it really, you still need to be liked apparently because that plays a role into getting into this place, which is a joke. But, uh, Larry Walker did, uh, it was funny. He, uh, he talked about his, uh, you know, his finally getting in yesterday and, he didn't think he was getting in. Well, uh, I think I was quoted earlier as sending something out that I didn't think it was happening, and I <laughs> actually truly meant that. I, I had the, I had the numbers in my head and was uh, prepared for no call, and and then the opposite happened, and that call comes, and all of a sudden you can't breathe. So uh, <laughs> it was, 
the day flew by pretty quick, but uh, when that uh, when that phone rang and I saw the number, it uh, yeah, heart skips a beat. Yeah, tenth and final shot at it. I mean, there are people who think he would have eventually with the veterans committee and everything else down. You know, but again, if you got to have twenty seven committees to get guys in that should should have been, the whole process sucks, guys. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's laughable. Seventy percent. Bonds is sixty one. Uh, Clemens is sixty one, and. You know, the fact that that listen, not saying that Schilling wasn't a uh, wasn't a great pitcher, but the fact that Schilling still has a higher percentage of votes than what Bonds and Clemens do, the the all time home run leader and uh, guys, the whole thing's a sham. Uh, It's still a sham to me. I mean, I'm glad for Larry uh, because he deserved to be in there a hell of a lot sooner than year number 10. Uh, Jeter, no brainer, but the whole thing is a damn sham to me, dude. And until we can get these. The the bar was it Barstool Chicago? Yeah, so. yeah. Can we avoid all of that? Oh, is that what it is? It's photoshopped. Oh, all right. No, we so, don't know yet. I, oh, that's good because I was like, who the hell gave them a vote? Like, you got to be. Well, we got to research it still. You know, the hunt is on for that one. Oh, I can't. I know how to put some bad looking for publicity. It just sucks. The whole system. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. The good news is, though, if uh, those that uh, like Bonds and like Clemens and uh, and feel that they should be in this uh, this upcoming year, might be time for it to actually happen. Since uh, 14 guys will be held over, and this new crop of first-time eligible uh, players, when Mark Burley is your best guy, I'm going to just go out on a limb and think that maybe uh, guys like Schilling and uh, and Bonds and Clemens, the guys at the top of the holdover list, uh, they uh, they generally, at least in years past, have uh, have been able to uh, get the necessary votes when you don't have the Jeters of the world and uh, and others, uh, some all time greats coming in and becoming eligible for the first time. So they uh, they might finally get those necessary votes because otherwise you got to vote for Tim Hudson and not saying you're not going to have some of those jerk offs do it. Uh, but it, it, the the chance is less and you being able to get to that 75 percent. I mean, are you are you voting for Shane Victorino for the first time or are you finally going to suck it up and say, you know what, you know, Bonds and Clemens. And it's usually the guys that are at the top of the list uh, when we have off years like this, when there's real no big name first time eligible guys that, yeah, they'll finally go ahead. Guys will cave in and they'll finally get the necessary votes. They're not that far off. But again, what are we talking here? Eight years? It, it's eight, nine years for these guys. I mean, it's it, the fact that Is they're still on the list. On the ballot? And that's the problem because they're screwing it up for everybody else. Like having Bonds and Clemens getting 60% of the votes and it's taking away from guys like Sheffield and, uh, you know, some of the other guys that might, uh, that actually, 
yeah, roll. I mean, some guys that definitely should have those votes, but you're forcing them to, I got to vote for Bonds and Clements before anybody. And the whole thing, it just is, it's a snowball effect. So hopefully it'll be put to bed next year and both Clemens and Bonds. And I can't wait to see that celebration uh, when those two guys are actually uh, in, voted into into uh, Cooperstown. But you know what, Dane? I, I don't know. I would put nothing past these morons in the Baseball Writers Association of America. I would put nothing past them. Guys not using five extra votes like Heyman and everyone. Like, what are you voting for J.J. Putz? Like, come on, man. The whole thing is a mockery. And you know what? Listen to Larry and and Derek and others before him. You know, it, it means a lot to these guys at this stage of their life, and it should. Of course, absolutely. It's the damn Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? It should mean a lot to them. And we've known for a while that, you know, it is the Baseball Writers Association and it is uh, something of a popularity contest. I mean, Kurt Schilling, listen, I'm a Yankees fan, so I, and, you know, and I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Kurt Schilling has said since his career, but put that aside, okay? This is clearly in my opinion, because of his relationship with some of the writers. I mean, Kurt Schilling is famous for also having a T-shirt that said, like, journalist, noose, you know, and tree and some assembly required. You yep. think these writers are now going to, like, like him and turn around and vote him in? No. And that's part of what it is. Do I agree with it? No, not necessarily. But are these people human and do they hold grudges because of all sorts of things? Maybe them getting big-timed in a locker room 17 years ago? Yeah, it's possible. Am I think it's right? No. You know, but here's the thing. I heard Bob Costas yesterday uh, on the Hall of Fame show. And he had a slightly different take, Joe. And I want to see if you if this uh, holds water for you. This was their eighth year. They get 10. Eighth. Okay. You're saying that maybe because there's no big-time obvious blue-chip candidate next year, that the natural progression will have him rise up. Costas and Peter Gammons uh, said – that he thought, you know, so let's see what Clemens and Bonds, they need about 55 more, let's say 50 okay. to 60 more actual votes to get the percentage they need. Both Costas and Gammons were saying that they actually think that the point a lot of their colleagues are going to make is to just make them sweat all the way until the 10th and final year. <laughs> And then vote. They're saying that right. that's how they'll try and that he thinks that some of their colleagues are right. going to try to like that's the point they'll make. You mm -hmm. know, they're like, oh, they'll make them sweat it out until the very end because that's the only leverage, let's say, they have. And then ultimately vote them in that 10th year. You say next year doesn't have any big boys. That 10th year will also have the additions of two guys that could go in in a similar vein Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. And again, you know, it, and it wasn't surprise me. And it's actually it's a, it's good you brought that up because Gammons and Costas Office Center, are yeah. part of that generation. That's yep. the problem. They're causing yes. this problem. And yep. again, you tell me now by sticking it to or think you're sticking it to Bonds and Clemens uh, and making them sweat an extra year now until they get to the 10th year. How does that help Roland Wagner, Viscal, uh, the guys in the Helton? I mean, so you're sticking it to them as well simply because you want to prove a a point to Bonds because he was a he was a total tool bag when he played and 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 that's on record, guys. He wasn't a good he wasn't a nice dude. Bonds was a total he was a terrible teammate. Everyone did like the media hated him. Everyone hated him. But that doesn't take away from 
Cooperstown and what he did on the baseball field. Oh, so, I, you know what I mean? I To me, if I'm Helton and I'm Sheffield, I'm going, so you're going to take votes away from us because you want to what? Continue to stick it to that? And that's what I, but they don't see it like that. I think right. they're spot on. They're probably, and you know, they've had these conversations with these guys. They know right. they when know they say colleagues, the they know exactly who the hell they're talking about. They know exactly who it is. And I know yeah. they've done a good thing where they've tried to thin out the herd, where they've they've done right. away with if you haven't voted or you, you only have it for a certain years, amount of time. Yeah. You You're trying to get younger, but it's, it's not working. Guys, you haven't done enough because I'm sure guys like, uh, you know, like uh, Brian here would have, it, yeah, vote him in. What are you kidding me? Bonds and Clemens. Yeah. I mean, it's only that generation of baseball writer that seems to, and they must be a lot of fun at parties, man. Like, don't ever cut them off in the road, Dane, because apparently, uh, you know, apparently they'll they'll put a picture up on you and that's the end of it. Like, I don't get it, man. I really don't. No, I, I, I think that's what it is. Okay. This is their only way. Yep. To, to hold leverage, or when you talk about, like, the one person who didn't vote for Jeter. Now, whoever that is is going to get their time in the sun. You yes. know, they're going to be one of 397 that's yep. going to be pursued. So will the one person who voted for Brad Penny. You yep. know what I mean? So they, they still take an opportunity to make their own statement with their votes. Meanwhile, nobody gives a damn, because if you're in the Hall of Fame, you're in the Hall of Fame, okay? This is already the what? one percent um and like i guess you can tell me that there's a special room you know for uh mickey mantle that maybe you know uh larry walker doesn't get in but larry walker does not give a rat's ass about that okay and in fact that is our poll question joe yes uh does it matter what percent of the vote you get if you ultimately get enshrined, and right now it is early on in our voting, but over 80% say no, and I agree with you. Like, mm. Ken Griffey Jr. was like one vote away. Tom Seaver, we don't, that's not a knock on their legacy. <laughs> you know, Hank Aaron, that's not a knock. They're, they are Hall of Famers, and congrats, Derek, you are too. Congrats, Larry, you are too, and you both deserve it. So the other question, too, that's uh, got to be asked is now that Jeter did not uh, make history and yeah. become the second uh, unanimous, yeah. who is the next guy that's got the best shot of being unanimous? Because uh, it was Jeter on everyone's ba- on everyone's mind. It was Derek one. Jeter. So who in your mind, because uh, it ain't going to be A-Ryan, it ain't going to be any of those guys. So who is it? Like who in your mind is going to be the next uh, guy that I, could actually time. get it done? I think the next time there may be a legit conversation about this, for me, would be Ichiro Suzuki. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think... Like, um, make a case that Ichiro's not a Hall of Famer. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah. No, there isn't. There isn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I don't know if you want to talk just American baseball or whatever, but he has the same kind of credentials. Uh, rookie of the year. MVP, right? Louis led the world and hits the man hit like 370 you yep. know and then the the speed and i gotta tell you joe his best tool may have been his arm each year mm-hmm. you know and joe you 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 didn't say as much what i did as kind of ambassador to the game and all that mm-hmm. stuff but he still has that in space too i like yep. to punch someone with me and i think a guy like uh like verlander is going to be in a conversation, but how he's treated the media, he ain't going in on a first time either. He ain't going in. He needs to go in, but he ain't going in on a first time. 
Nope. Too much of a talk man. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I got uh, Dane and I are just, uh, we're going talking about the, um, you know, who's the next possible shoe-in guarantee that, well, there's never guarantee when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but who's the next uh, player, um, current or uh, or past, that uh, has the best shot of getting uh, all the votes? And uh, we'll give you who uh, a, a name that's come up that's real interesting here. It's going to make you feel old as hell. But we do want to remind you, of course, to find us on YouTube. Sports Grid Network. You can get all the sports wagering and fantasy advice uh, that you need all the time. Just uh, hit that little bell in the upper right hand corner and you are all set. Also on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And if you, uh, and we got uh, back to 12 games uh, in the NBA tonight on the floor, if you want to be the next daily fantasy NBA millionaire, uh, well, you can do so by dunking on your NBA DFS competition. Do it with DailyRoto.com. Dominate tonight on FanDuel and DraftKings. You can compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer. It does have the most accurate projections available in the NBA DFS community. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much, much more. Now, save 10%. On winning NBA DFS advice, use that promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. And keep in mind, and we're not just saying this, guys, DailyRoto.com, it is where millionaires are made. And uh, speaking of uh, millionaires, uh, the name Mike Trout was brought up. And, you know, just doing the numbers here from the fact, I thought he was 30. He's not even 30. He's 28 years old. 28. This is his... Tenth year, I think this is his tenth Ninth, year. I believe ninth or tenth. Like you got to play ten. I think we said right in order to be eligible. So if he didn't play another is he game, a let's is he? I mean, let's say this is his last year, and let's just assume his numbers remain what they've been for the previous nine, eight, or nine years. Um, is he a Hall of Famer if he doesn't play an eleventh year? So that's. I mean. Numbers right what do you now? have Let's the do- cumulative totals? Probably not. But you know, that's a it's a it's the it's the anti-compiler argument, right, Joe? You know, like some people love, you know, the Fred McGriffs of the world. Um right. and his would be if if this would be the case, and you know, God willing, he has a long career and he's a no-brainer sure. and all that stuff after 16 years, the last four with the Yankees. But um, yes. I mean Maybe, you know, but there are other candidates who have like an apex that's real short. Uh, right. A favorite Yankee of mine, Don Mattingly, comes to mind, who had like a three or four year t- time at the top of the mountain. But yes, I mean, as long as he if he were to be eligible, of course, I I got a candidacy that I think will be interesting. Who you got? What about I have two guys that come to mind who I don't think were ever technically steroid PED guys. But there's got to be a mountain of, like, circumstantial evidence and assumptions. And I wonder how they'll be treated. The first, because otherwise, 
it's a lock, you know, inner circle o- over 90% one, Joe. And I'm thinking about Albert Pujols. Ooh. Oh, how do you make, is there even an argument against him? Is, is there? I mean, a lot of people assume he's PEDs though, Joe. He hasn't been but technically, a, but a lot of people are like, well, of course, look at the size of his head. You know, that kind of stuff. Is that really associated with him? I mean, he's, hell, he's still playing now. I mean, what, what is, how old is he? 37? He's going into. I mean, he, I'll check, but I mean, got if you look at the men's, if you look at his career stats, I mean, he is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. That's what I'm saying. I wonder how the writers will treat, because remember, we don't know how the writers treat these things, okay? We, we don't know, right? But. You know, they tried to keep Mike Piazza out for a little while because of that. You know, uh, they thought about, you know, so I don't know what Riders is going to try to make a stand on him. Or what about a guy who started down by you, Joe? What about a Miguel Cabrera? Now, now he's not, now he's he's not a beast anymore. But I mean, his career stats will be ridiculous. And there's always been, you know, assumptions with him as well. Yeah, well, you know, the problem is he fell off a, uh, he fell off a cliff. So that's. I, I, you know, on the recent bias, of course, with all, oh, that guy was terrible at the end of his career. Well, listen, Pujols wasn't Pujols at uh, 25 years old either. So, uh, but the guy still racks up 600 home runs. I mean, we're, Joe, and he's had Pujols it 20 years. Year. Pujols, yeah, 19 years for Pujols. His oh rookie God. year, Joe, yeah. 2001 with the Cardinals. His rookie year, let me say it again, 329, 37, and 130. Yep. And he was just as big then, guys, as by the way, as he is still right now. He was a building. I mean, Joe, the yeah. man never hit. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, 656 <laughs> career home runs. Top 656, so you can get to, what is he, 30? Uh, nah, yeah, well, it, it's it's a good point. He's with uh, just signed with Atlanta, but was yeah, there any more feeling. dominant pitcher for that stretch there on on a losing team? No, but I mean, I think I, I, when we're talking pool holes, I think it's, it's a little different. I mean, Pujols is, listen to this. Look into this stretch of where he finishes in the MVP voting. Pujols oh, I'm talking God. about now. It, it's got to be ridiculous. Second, second, third, first, second, ninth, bad year. And in that bad year, he went 327, uh, 32, 103. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, then he yep. won it back-to-back in 08 and 09, second and 10, fifth and second. Like, there's a 10-year stretch where he didn't finish worse than, like, third. So I, that therein lies my question, right? If the writers are trying to make a stance on certain guys, and we know the way they feel about Bonds and Clemens, there will be interesting mm-hmm. candidacies of A-Rod and Ortiz in two years. What do they do with a guy like Pujols? <sighs> And and you're right about uh, you're right about how, how do you keep those guys? But again, we're talking about the, the same. The, the, yeah, the, you're talking about the same group of people that somehow managed to figure out that you know guys like I don't know Willie Mays weren't first time weren't first bout you know uh, unanimous Ken Griffey Jr. Um, I mean, you go down the list of guys that didn't get. Listen, Rivera. People are still arguing about Rivera if he should have gotten all of them to begin with. There are some people even pissed off that it was only one guy. There are some people thinking Derek Jeter should have had more. So uh, there's always going to be an argument one way or the other as to, and it's hard to believe, Dan, that even with Derek Jeter, there's a, that people are trying to make an argument like, ah, you know, yeah, eventually he should have got in, but not on the first time. Like, uh, really? Like, am I missing? He's the New York Yankees all time. <laughs> In hits 
and games played. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like Yankees. Yep. This isn't like this isn't like he's the franchise leader for the Marlins, Joe. You know what I mean? Come on. And Larry Walker at seventy six point six, they don't etch that on his bust or on his plaque. You know, it don't matter, guys. Yes. Yep. He cried like a little boy yesterday, and it didn't matter what the percentage was. And that's Mm -hmm. effing awesome. I heard a story also because he did play uh, Larry Walker. Now he did grow up trying to play hockey, and then realized it wasn't for him. He didn't really he didn't really start playing until he was a teenager, Joe. Okay, like travel team stuff like that. To the point where he told this story. He's on, uh, or Harold Reynolds asked him the question. He's in the minors, Joe. He's on first base. It's a hit and run, okay? So he's getting a, you know, so he's off. And I guess the pitch gets driven behind them into the gap. You know, he's rounding second. He doesn't see it. And the outfielder makes a great catch, okay? His third base coach yelling at him, get back, get back. And he does. But he cuts across the diamond to do it. Didn't right. go back and retouch, you know? Mm-hmm. And beats the throw, starts complaining with the umpire until the manager was like, no, 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 Larry. You got to retouch second base. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Exactly. Like, not dudes. Go like, back. That's a raw talent that man had, you know? He didn't know the rules. Uh, and he was, like, picking it up from coaches as he was going along. Yep. And I think the other problem a lot of people are are making, and, and the assumption, I think, Dane, is they are equating the amount of votes they get for the Hall of Fame with where they rank in the history of the game. In other words, is Mariano Rivera the greatest baseball player because he got 100% of the votes? Is Derek Jeter now the second greatest baseball player because he got the second highest? Like, that is just, that's not an argument to be had because everything is relative compared to the a, the era, who else is available on the ballot at the time? It's So I don't think we can equate, you know, a guy's voting percentage for the Hall of Fame based upon him being the greatest player. Is Derek Jeter the greatest Yankee of all time? No. Is he on Mount Rushmore? Hell yeah, he's on Mount Rushmore. I mean, if you're going to put a Mount Rushmore out there, you're not putting Jeter on that along with? I've tried yeah, to do this. Friends at the bar. and It's not easy for the Yankees. It may be easy for other teams. It's not right. like, who are you leaving off? You know, well, like, that's Peter. What are you? You're leaving Joe DiMaggio off? You're yeah, Joe Mantle. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I it's you leaving Mariano off? Like I'll give you Babe Ruth. I'll give you Mickey Mantle. I'll give you Derek Jeter. No. But I will say this: Is Mariano Rivera not the greatest closer of all time? I believe so. Right. But I understand so, others. You know, I I believe so. But, yeah. you know, others will say with the Goose Gossage kind of thing, like, oh, well, it used to be that closest pitch multiple innings. Mariano Rivera got lucky. He only had to get three outs. Like, I don't buy that. Okay? I yeah. do think he's the greatest. But, you know, people will make their arguments. But, again, the greater point here, Joe, is this: the, the percentage of votes you get does not make a rank order of how great you are. Okay? It just doesn't. Um, it, this is sort of a pass fail kind of test and you need 75% to pass. But once you do listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Larry Walker is going in there with 76% of the vote, right? It's correct. A relatively low passing percentage. Do really, do you think when he's standing there shoulder to shoulder with, uh, it's funny. I was almost going to say Pete Rose, but with Michael Sh- Mike Schmidt, right? You think Mike Schmidt is looking down at his nose at Larry Walker? No. Mm-hmm. no, this no. is the this agree. is the greatest of all time, people. You're yep. in, deserve to be. That's the first. That's the second sentence on your obituary. 
Yep. And it won't yeah, say who in with yep. uh, just barely snuck in on his 10th ballot. That ain't going to be there. Listen, the greatest home run hitter in the game, okay, still he's getting 60% of the votes. Does that mean he wasn't the greatest home run hitter in the game? No, I got the numbers to prove it. <laughs> you know. And pitch of our generation, yeah. not it. Yeah. Yeah. Still, uh, still a dude getting walked with the bases loaded intentionally. Just saying. Still a dude that did that, okay? Just still a guy. And and got and managers wouldn't change it. They wouldn't do it differently. That was yeah. like, but that's okay. Sixty percent of the vote. Let me know how that works out. Moron. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, welcome back in here to The Grid on this uh, Wednesday, January the 22nd. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is uh, Dane Martinez. Thank you guys for dropping by. Uh, big night uh, on the hardwood, of course. Uh, 12 NBA games, two NHL games. We do have 56 college hoop games uh, that are coming your way. And, Any um, yeah, yeah, well, that that's, this was, of course, the uh, a big thing last night. Instead of uh, There were some great moments on the court last night, some actual winning moments on the court last night too especially if you guys are uh, following us here on the grid uh there were plenty of winners uh given out here yesterday across the uh, across the board but Terps. unfortunately uh we are talking about oh, I, a brawl uh yes and a block to finish and the Sosa, the Sosa blocks it and now the bench is empty just unnecessary yep that's not good. This, this, is, a this is bad. Oh, this is bad. This is ex- no, no good. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was absolutely uh, pandemonium there uh, last night in the Kansas State uh, Kansas game. A game that, by the way, <laughs> wasn't even close. Uh, it was not even close. Kansas was running rough shot over, and it should have been. I mean, they were sixteen and a half point favorites. I mean, it wasn't like we were expecting wonders from Kansas State. Uh, but uh, you are going to hear a lot about this here over the next couple of days because if this was, shall we say, I don't know, Prairie View versus Grand Canyon um, or Lamar, we we wouldn't be, we probably I wouldn't a, be talking about it, but <laughs> B, whatever the punishment doled out for this was, we would not even wink at it, care about it going on. But what's so interesting about this is that it's involving a team already embroiled in, uh, and a coach already embroiled in uh, accusations and NCAA problems and recruiting violations and right. cheating and shoe deals with Bill Self in Kansas. The uh, the bottom line with this is that uh, with uh, the game out of hand, the uh, Kansas allowed a one of their freshman big men, this kid DeSouza, to uh, bring the ball up the court. And and act as a guard, and uh, they were going to give him a chance to kind of distribute the ball and be Mr. Big Shot, and you know, kind of cool stuff. The game was so out of hand at the time, and um, instead, what happens? A Kansas State player said, "Yeah, I don't think so." Steals the ball from the big man, 
And then, of course, as he goes down to try to get the easy bucket, um, this kid D'Souza is a big dude. He was like, yeah, no, I don't. He goes over and swats the kid and makes him pay for it. I mean, takes him out, too, by the way. Takes him out, swats the ball. And then, no, so far, okay, you know, no harm, no foul. But then the kid stands over him. And that's when the craziness ensued. This also um, led to uh, this kid, D'Souza, who was, uh, you know, part of it and started it uh, for many of the, uh, much of it. He grabs a damn chair and goes completely WWE on everybody and holds a chair, as you can see in this picture here, guys, in the, uh, in the left. He's number 22. And as you can see there, he's holding, you see that chair he's holding yeah, up man. over his head? Yeah, With that's a, intentions. that's a, that's not good, guys, especially that entire area they're in right now, guys, is the handicap section oh, of the God. damn basketball court. So oh, we've got people in wheelchairs. Uh, we've got it is both benches That's... clear, by the way, both benches clear. You had a kid uh, by the that's uh, that is on Kansas State who wasn't even in uniform in white pants. And you'll see as the videos uh, go throughout, guys. Uh, he's off the bench. He's getting cr- it was complete lack of of institutional control in this game from both uh, Kansas State and Kansas. And this went on for a good six, seven minutes. Guys were getting beat. There were punches thrown. But the chair, thankfully, thankfully, what you're not seeing is behind this guy is a coach uh, who ends up intervening and grabbing the chair and he eventually puts the chair down but make no mistake this kid could very well he was ready to swing day like he was Looks he like was it. gonna be you think miles garrett would have been a controversy right. i i can't even imagine what would have happened kid if this kid guy is like a handicapped kid in a wheelchair in by accident action exactly so and we say this because the is question is Sousa a draft prospect he's a freshman no he's no he's he's oh. a very good kid but, but he's he ain't he, no more well, you know, that's the big question now is and, and Bill Self afterwards, too. Uh, he talked about it. The coach of Kansas about what an embarrassment this was. Well, yeah, that 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 was an embarrassment by mm. on, on 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 our part for the role that we played in it. And and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll there will be consequences that that uh, I'm sure I'll announce tomorrow mm. for that role as, as soon as I'm able to study it and come to grips with, with the, all of it. The problem is, Bill, it's not in your control anymore right. because it's going to come down from the NCAA. And seeing how you are already in hot water with the NCAA and everybody else, uh, we are talking about, top, than the doubt, bro. <laughs> we're talking about a top five player, uh, top five uh, school here, guys, the top five right now, Kansas, uh, who this kid, D'Souza, although he's a freshman, he's there's a lot of guys, uh, Bill Self, the lack of both coaching staffs to not be able to control their benches. And because and, and, this is when it really got out of control. If it was just the kid D'Souza and the guy he swatted and he was standing over him, they could have handled it, the refs, and broke him up. But right. both coaches sat there and watched both benches get up. And go, and they didn't do anything to they didn't do anything to stop it. So that's really when it got out of hand. When you've got players who aren't even dressed uh, in the middle of a fight here, you've lost total control of your own sideline. So while there's got to be some personal responsibility for obviously the kid D'Souza and the other guy, there are people making the argument 
that, listen, in a blowout game, you don't show up and you don't steal the ball from a dude who's not going to, you know, he the game is out of control. What are you doing, dude? Like, what's going on? Uh, he uh, got if the game's sw- out of control. If the game is out of control, they they started by letting the big man bring it up. That's already starting to rub it in your face. So if you're going to try to not let that happen, like, Joe, if someone steal, tries to steal second base when they're up by eight runs, I'm going to put something in. I'm going to put one in their ear hole. It's, you know, it, the game it's polices like, itself, right? That not that the term? The game polices itself. Right. And but so are, I'm going to try and steal it from a from a, a, a power forward trying to bring it up. Yeah, but if you're not going to score and you're just your clock is running, by the way. So it, there was only a couple of seconds left on a clock. He wasn't going yeah. to score. Just let him bring it over half court. And this kid comes flying out of nowhere and steals the ball from him I and tries to the get ball too. Yeah. You ain't doing that on me. No, I would. That's oh. the game policing itself to me. You try to show no. me up. That's trying to show my team up, Joe. You're up by 20, and you're bringing your power forward, bringing it up, bringing it up the court. That's trying to show up my team, I think. I think that's the original sin. Chuck a three up. Um, yeah, you know, if you're going to let him shoot, that's a problem. But it was they were just taking it over the line to run the clock out, and that's when all craziness broke out. But again, he ended up paying for it because he got swatted from you. You can't steal it from a seven-footer and think that you're you. going to go. He, you know, and again, and he could have okay. just let the guy go, score to two points, and be done with it. But he okay wasn't about that coming and trying to yeah. shoot the ball. I'm okay with that, but it depends on how it depends on how much you feel like you're getting shown up in the game. It really does, and that's a that's a subjective thing, right? That's a slippery slope. Well. <laughs> It could have been stopped at so many different points, too. It just, you want to talk about the perfect storm of just snowballing from, you know, you let the guy run the clock out, nobody, no harm, no foul. All right, you steal the pass. Now, this guy could have just let this kid steal the pass, go ahead, score. Dude, we're already up by 35. You know what I mean? We're we're already kicking your, but no. So he's now going to chase him down, and he's going to just destroy him. Both of these guys felt like their ego was, they got showed up. Ball, walk away, you're good to go, right? There's no harm, no. But now you got to stand over him. And now you're standing over him. And here come the benches. Now the benches are coming. Hell, there was even a dude throwing punches outside in the stands. There were guys coming in from the stands. Like, it was it was crazy. And if you're the NCAA now, now you got to make a decision here. Because what who do you suspend and who do you hold accountable here? Uh, because every player on both of those teams had a role in this. So what do you, I don't even know how you go about doing this. And again, mind you, this is Kansas number five team in the country. So where my, where my, uh, you know, cynical mind immediately goes is what are the odds for the big 12 conference championship, Joe? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm serious. You know, Kansas is number three in the country right now, but to your point, what they're going to have to do, I think, and maybe they'll say it sometime today, they're going to have to sequence these, right? They can't have everybody sitting out. So what yeah, you're going to have go. is you're going to have three guys out for the next three games then three guys out for the next two games and another two out. This, this Jayhawks team is going to be shorthanded for a while, right? <laughs> Not even just D'Souza, but the guys who come off the bench, they can't have them all serving it at the same time. So That's this correct. Jayhawks team is going to be compromised for a while, right? So talk to me about what is like, oh, I don't know, Texas Tech's odds. You know, like whoever that those second, third, fourth choices are that we like, 
they just got a boost. And so I'd be very interested to see how the odds reflect that. The other uh, dilemma here was that there was one second left on the clock. And the refs, after they settled everything, made both teams come out onto the court and finish and let time run out. They actually let him in, and it's because of some stupid rule that they uh, that they put into uh, uh, into the rule book here over the last year that required that you have to be there, time has to be out on the clock. So they actually made them come out to the court, even when everyone punch was thrown. Instead of just going one, let the time run out, everyone go to the locker room. They actually brought everybody out and made oh. them inbound the ball and and let the clock run out. It was absolute craziness. What do you do to both coaching staff, both teams? Like it can't just be the players. You 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 got a role in this too that you allowed it to get to the point um, right. on Phil Self and and Weber as well. So they're gonna have to uh, look the tape, right? They're gonna have to look the videotape and see what assistant coaches were trying to hold people back and stuff like that. It, it's but the thing yeah. is, obviously for Kansas more, but they're gonna have to sequence these and stagger these. Um, wow. So you know. There's a couple if schools out there. With a chair, I can't, yeah. Dane. I can't even imagine what is uh, what's going. I mean, look at what they did to a grown ass professor. Like this guy is a he's 18 years old. He's done. Like he might be done as it is because they're calling for a year suspension. They're saying he should never play for Kansas again. Um, right. He's going down the JUCO route, probably. Right? You know. Uh, but I don't know, Joe. If you take a step back, do you think this is just getting bigger and bigger? You know, you look at Miles Garrett, you look at, is this the bravado? Is this the, is this the millennial attitude? Like, oh. is this the boundary being pushed? Um, is the, I, you know what I mean? Like weapons, it's, like we've not helmets and chairs. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, Kids, you, you know, where did you get, why pick up it? First of all, you're like seven foot tall, dude. Why well, are you, you grabbing are, a chair? Or a weapon. <laughs> In the handicap section of the board, right? I'm reaching. I'm reaching for a. I'm reaching for a seven foot guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, beyond me, absolutely beyond me. That uh, all right? Well, Bills, I'm gonna. We're gonna go ahead and uh, you know I gotta take a look. No, you're not. NCAA is gonna pick up the phone, and the NCAA because it's a black eye to them is not going to. And again, the NCAA can't look like they're. Well, we're suspending this guy, but not that guy. Where it's gonna you just screwed yourselves and the whole team and you got nobody to blame for it. And everyone screamed, we don't need this in the game. Well, you kind of have it in the game and Kansas, Kansas state. I get it. And by the way, they play again, February 29th. Oh, we got one more. One more. I wonder who will be suspended. This kid, unfortunately, I think is done. I I don't know how anything less than a full year. Oh, wow. I can't even. Uh, and he's he's a pretty big part of the team. Think about it. If you're Baylor, if you're West Virginia, if you're TCU, you're celebrating right now. If you're Baylor, hell yeah. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Yeah, so uh, here's a uh, here's a live uh, view there of what was going on. Notice the woman on the 
more there, Dane, uh, behind this guy. And he's got every intention of just swatting people right now, man. Like, oh, yeah. every intention. If it wasn't for that hand that you see there, um, mm-hmm. coming in and grabbing it from look him. look at this woman in the blue on the floor exactly. behind him. Exactly. Yep. Uh, absolute craziness, man. And it was uh, – that coach saved a life. He's actually an assistant coach on uh, – on and thank goodness because – it's it, that woman there on the ground behind him. There were yes. other people on the other side. I mean, it was total mess. Uh, and it's going to come down. It's going to come down quick. You're going to hear today like, uh, okay, it's over, dude. Your um, your time at Kansas is over. It's uh, it's all fit. They ought to give this guy, this coach, a medal, though, because that kid is swinging it, man, Dane. He's not even thinking. It wasn't like he grabbed it and thought twice. He was going to smash somebody with that thing, man. That's uh, if it's not grabbed, yeah, he's um, he's finished. And then you got and criminal let's charges. Forget. Let's oh, not forget, my. homeboy is what like six nine, two two thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's different. I mean, it's not different. But like oh. me swinging the chair is one thing. This dude swinging the chair is a little bit different in terms of force. But yep. it's not. It's nope. still not acceptable. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. Yeah, there were security cops in there. It was just, it was guys in the stand. And then you couldn't tell who the, who, dudes in pants, losing shoes, getting trampled. It was like, what in the hell? It's just a bad look all the way around. I mean, it's one thing with the, I mean, look at what they did. Malice in the palace, right? They they don't want this to become customary, uh, even remotely close in college. Because these happened. students, right? They're students. Yeah. Other than suspension, yeah. can they do something else as a deterrent? I, I think they got to hammer the coaches. I really do. The universities, the coaches, because the, it all went to hell when you didn't control your teams on the bench. When they felt they all just thought they could jump into it, right? You know, that's what your assistant coach, everybody else is supposed to be like, oh, no, no, keep your, you keep your ass on the sideline. But they didn't do that. And they lost control as well. So. Don't let, it, don't let a seven foot dude walk the ball up the court, man, at a 35 point ball. The game polices itself. I think that was showing it up. I think that was the original sin. I really do. Great. Could have been stopped anywhere along the way, but no. Can I tell you, you something? 40 yard bombs when you're up by four touchdowns. You don't steal second base when you're up by eight runs.